Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. It's Jay. It's the person that's going to run my fade, Welly. Sooner or later. Sooner or later, allegedly. But one thing you got to understand is, since we have such a vast audience, people don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. You say run that fade, what is that? It means I'm going to whoop your <laughs> motherfucking ass. See? For this foolishness that you've been up to. Cause it has to it, it, stop. It has to stop, man. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna relax this weekend, man. Cause I'm just moving too fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah too fast, Not, nothing man. to say, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, see, you need to, you need to, you need to take advice from me and just chill on the weekends. You know what I do? I chill on most weekends, bro. I chill. I chill on most weekends, bro. Lately, you, you slept 13 hours on Sunday. I was out of there. Oh, Sunday, Father's Day. That's, that's my day. So you just decided to sleep 13 hours. I was like, man, ain't shit going on out there. Skipped the Astros game, had a free ticket. I said, fuck that shit. I ain't going to shit. I don't want to be a third wheel anyway. Just going to take you a badass nap. That was a badass nap taking that day. <laughs> Fucked up my Monday because I just didn't want to get up and work out or do anything because I was just, I just felt too good. I was too rested. Bro, for the first time in a long time, I've actually been physically active four consecutive days. Mm. Four? Four. That's... That's monumental. Because I was active on Father's Day, too. Hmm. So, four. I've seen the Batman to, suit, by the way. I was real. I'm, I was real. I'm the best uncle ever. I can't argue with that. I mean, I try. I mean, he might get beat up when he goes to school, but... <laughs> Bro. <laughs> no, nah, that shit was cool, though. It was some bad-ass kids at this birthday party. Was it six or seven? No. My nephew turned four. Oh, wow. But the kids, they were a little older. And they were just bad. Like... Bad for no reason. Like you no, just, they have a reason. They just you just don't know what the reason is. It was just cutting up. Like that he was opening his gifts and it's like, oh, I'm finna play with this. Who nigga, that's not yours, <laughs> bro. When he opened up the Batman's costume and everything, he's like, oh, I'm finna wear that. No, man, you're not touching that I Batman. I will slide you in here. Wow, I'm gonna catch a case. Slide you in here, damn. Cause my nephew likes to dress up. So I knew if I got him a costume, he was gonna put it on right away. Boom! I'm the he best did uncle. too, and he put it on right away. Boom! I'm the best uncle. You try to get in my nephew Batman suit, I'm gonna have to slide you like Real Superman. Talk. Real talk. <laughs> hey, he better not let anybody use that suit for anything. He's not. His, his dad told me he's like, I'm literally gonna have to peel that off of him at night so I can wash it, and I'll probably have to try to put it back on him before he wakes up. Wow! So sounds like a personal problem. Man. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. It really does. At least I can get something to make noise. Man, I used to do that shit on purpose when my son didn't live with me. He stayed with his mom. <laughs> I, used all the, I used to get the noisiest shit I could. <laughs> Guitars, trumpets, drum sets, <laughs> bikes that had horns that just made unnecessary noises. <laughs> Send them over there. You got it. But hey. How's, so, how's, how's the week been, sir? Uh, I would say, you know, like I said, man, Father's Day was, you know, was was uneventful because, I mean, I just dreamt the whole day. I had some weird dreams. Can't really remember them, but they were weird. Um, see, the thing that really killed my week was on um, Monday. I was supposed to go to work with my my supervisor, whatever, whatever you know. What I'm saying when it was Mother's Day, I brought them Starbucks and shit like my supervisor, and, like my little team or whatever. And I had like basically got them like Mother's Day Star Starbucks drinks or whatever, and they're white, so you know they like Starbucks uh, by default. Basically, so basically what that was gonna do for me was before we hired a new girl. They came in. She was on there for like three weeks. But clearly, the spoiler, she got fired. <laughs> um, 
we were supposed to go out and eat for Father's Day or whatever. She was gonna take us out to eat, you know, wherever, you know, I, you know, I was gonna go Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, but this chick didn't want to go, so it basically kind of fucked up my Monday. Like that was probably the most eventful thing that happened was I was expecting to eat Buffalo Wild Wings for the free, and uh, I ended up having to pay for my own lunch. And uh, I bring it up just to say that it was weird to me because. It just really, 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 really seems that since I've been working at my job and working mostly around women, you know, in the department I am in, it just seems like women just don't get along that well. They don't. It, just, women, women naturally don't like each other. That's just how it feels from, from what I've experienced. It always just feels like I, I came in and everything is fine. People be like, man, how you get along with her? I'm like... Bro, I mean, I've been dealing with women all my life. I mean, I'm, I was raised by my mama, so, like, I know how to deal with them 60%. Like, I'm not no fucking, I'm not no ladies man or anything like that, but I'm not finna get to the point where a woman is gonna make me quit my job or fire me because I snapped off on her. Like, I just kind of feel like that's what a woman would do, and that's literally what happened this week. She got fed up, and I don't know if she quit or got fired, but that was just interesting to me how you got a chance to get some free food Wings at that. You passing up some wings? <laughs> you tripping. Like, for real, you tripping. It's all about the wings, yeah. huh? And she's like, nah, I don't want to go with y'all. And she had no problem with me. You know, she was a black female. But, um, yeah, it was just kind of messed up. You know, that probably was like the most interesting thing that happened, you know, besides the fact that I, my supervisor's on vacation now and I got to do her job and I don't get paid that type of money. But it is what it is. The thing, the thing that gets me about that, because I have a lot of that in my office too, especially um, with the admins who work side by side, like they just can't stand each other, and I get along great with both of them. But at the same time, it's like I don't. I granted they have to see each other every day, and I'm only in the office every now and again. But I can hold five to ten minutes worth of conversation with you, no matter if I don't like, no matter if I like you or I don't like you. Like I can, I can hold this conversation and be able to move on and be like. Well, yeah, I know you did some shady shit, you know, a few weeks back, but that was a few weeks back. I'm not holding this vendetta. I'm not holding I'm, I'm going, you know, it didn't get me fired. It didn't get me in any kind of trouble. You just made me do some extra stuff that I wasn't planning on doing. Pretty much. But I can let that go. But see, with women, it, it seems to kind of linger for a while. And I was talking to one of my homegirls about the empowerment of women and how come it's so hard for another woman to empower another woman, like... It seems like they'd rather be at each other's necks than than they empower each other. And this is in the real world. This is, this is in, the real world. It's it, 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 when I when I saw that topic that you had, I saw it. I'm like, well, you see Wonder Woman, obviously. You see Hunger Games, and like you see you hear about Sandra Bland, and you see all kind of stuff happening to women all over the world. And it seems like in the the public eye, you, you it's clear to see that women empower each other, but on the personal level, the more local level, I don't see it as much. That's just me. I don't, I don't see it enough to where I can really argue with that statement. See, crazy thing is, I was at the Texas Relays way back, way back, way back, way back, way back. Wow. Texas Relays way back. I way think, back. I think I was still in college. That had to be been, like 2009, 2008. It had to be by, by yep. that time. It Texas Relays. Relays. We, we, just, we just out there. And, you know, this, come across this one guy. He's spitting at this girl. He sh- shouting at, you know, give him, give him a chance. So I walk up. I say, I say you're not going to give my boy a chance? Like, 
this the best this the best nigga I know. Like you ain't gonna give him chess. I say, bro, I say I promise you gonna treat you right. This, this, and this, and this, and this. Now I say, I say, give me boy Jay. Had no idea who he was. No idea who he was. But as a man, I felt like if I could give him this little assist for no reason, boom, there you go. But I think women will have more of a tendency to be like in a competition almost. Like even if you have nothing to do with the situation, you come up, come into the situation as if I'm better than this other woman, rather than trying to help a sister out. Now I could be wrong about this. I'm not a woman, but from my experiences and from what I've seen, especially like when women catch their man cheating, you want to fight her. True. What you want to fight her for? If I catch my girl cheating, I don't want to fight him. He's not supposed to protect the sanctity of my relationship. That's on her. True. Very true. Um, I, I just think about Amber Rose. She's like one of the easier topics to go to. And I think a lot of times when, if you go to, a, you know, if Amber Rose posts like a raunchy post or whatever, most of the time when I go to the post and I like, I just happen to be bored enough to read the comments, I see more hate coming from women than men. You know, men just be thirsty on there, but the women would be, you know, it'd be shit like, do you, you know, do you, do you have to do that? Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just funny to me because it seems like she's an easy target, but it's the truth. Like, I, like, how many men do you know that just hate Kim Kardashian? But I know women that just outright just hate Kim Kardashian. Like, I know, you know, more women are out there like that'll throw shade at a female for having fake body parts. And a lot of men, you know, they'll say their little comments, but at the end of the day, I mean, I, I hear from more women. I mean, do I do I have a problem with it? Yeah, not necessarily, because, I mean, opinions are opinions, you know, but it's still, it is it is interesting to me that it does happen that way. And maybe I'm being, it's tunnel vision, but I think it's a lot of times men, men tend to, like, look at shit and really not give a damn about certain things, or, like I said, they just be thirsty about it, so, like, a lot of times, why would a man drag a woman over some dumb shit like that when they look at it like shit? I marry her ass. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm trying to think like what what man on any level, so whether it be social media or personal, that I just absolutely like hate. Like I just have a disdain for. Like hate? Nah, I won't say I hate, but that nigga Drake is annoying as fuck. I, I definitely say Drake is annoying as fuck. Drake, he is annoying as fuck. I, I, I think I think DJ Khaled's annoying. DJ Khaled's very annoying. He scares me. He makes bangers. Uh, you listen to his album? Not yet, but the same. His album been out, huh? No, I don't. I'm gonna come back. If you're to about to say something about Wild Thoughts, uh, Wild Thoughts, whatever, I, I didn't see what was appealing about that song. Uh, just all the innuendo that was wrapped up into it. Oh, okay. Party, Party Next Door actually wrote um, Rihanna's lyrics. I seen that. I mean, yeah, so. you know how I feel about songwriters. How do you I'm, feel about songwriters? I mean, I, I have more appreciation for them than the person actually singing the lyrics. I mean, you're just a, you're just an entertainer, an actor. That's why I always kind of just. I mean, I don't it, it, I don't knock them, but it's still like it's kind of weird to me how Milli Vanilli got the bad rap, and then it was like you got a bunch of Milli Vanillis running around now that are fucking pop stars and icons. Like I don't get it, you know, like like they didn't do anything different. Like they just, I mean, I guess I guess they were trying to hide it. I don't know. I mean, your favorite rapper was in the Songwriter Hall of Fame, bro, for a reason. He ain't motherfuckers writing his shit. Hey, he ain't write half his shit. That's he what just he, freestyled. That's what he says. That's what he claims. That's what the claim is. You know, I mean, and I believe it. You know, some people have that, you know, they have, I mean, Lil Wayne did it. Kanye did it for a little while. You, Future does it. You, you know why I believe it? Because 
their albums like Kingdom Come when he did write, and you're looking at it, it like, sounded kind of forced. It's, it's very forced, yeah, you know. And I mean, shit, two chains don't really write. <laughs> That nigga, that's boy, silly, boy. Boy, my nigga Chains say, mm-hmm, <laughs> off that mumble rap shit. I say, come on, Chains, don't do him like that. That is my favorite trash rapper, bro. That nigga, he, that nigga, that, that, I've been jabbing that album all week. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to jab it for much longer. Nah. But it, 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 it does what it needs to do, and I just be laughing because that nigga be saying some shit that's like, bro, it's clever, but it was dumb at the same time. But he said it, and, and I, he got away with it. And I appreciate it. And I'm it enjoying that. it. Y'all better go listen to Pretty Girls Love Trap Music. I don't see why a person wouldn't listen to that. But everything else you listen And the promotion to. behind it. It's on Jay-Z level, bro. Like, it's a nice promotion behind that shit. A whole salon, right? Yeah. Golly. But I think that's, that has that's, to... That's a business move. Yeah, I think that has to do with them being... They both being old school, though. They damn near 40. Like, they know what's appealing. You know what I'm saying? They, they know how to get into your head and make you think, like, oh, shit, like... They take, I'm taking this to the next level. I'm finna fuck with this because it's, it's this and it, it looks cool. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take this no and conglomerize it. I idea what 444 means. I still don't know. But I know he's 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 producer. He's one of the best producers in oh, the world. Talking about Young Guru? No, no idea. No idea one of the top producers of all time. Oh, no idea? I no. thought. I thought. No, no uh-huh. idea is producing this album. Oh, really? Hell yeah. I seen that shit. I was like, fuck. Like, nigga, you, you said fuck Kanye and just Blaze. You going no idea? They basically got their style from No ID, so I just I, I was like, yeah, that's something I'll listen to for real. Even me being the biggest Jay Z fan, it's kind of like ah, I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant. You know, it's like I don't know what this is gonna come out, bro. Like, no ID, like, bro. No like, ID like Magna, that nah, like right. Magna Carta was, was very mixed. Like it's like ah, this is this is a different Jay. This is a rich Jay now, like. So we'll see how it goes. We'll course, see how it goes. Of course, I'm, I'm going to listen. I'm just letting you know. No ID going to have it. He's going to right. I, I think he's going to have it right. I mean, I'm going to just come over here and listen to it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, back to empowerment. I mean, like I said, obviously I know women that do empower other women. Obviously. I know I know some, some women that are feminist at heart. You know, that that's cool. But I just like I said, I just think on the on – a it still feels rare at times because mm-hmm. I really, I really hear most women not liking each other. Like they can't stand each other, you know. And I live it when I go to work. Like, bro, like in the last five or six months, you know, like it's been, it's been a revolving door of women that just they quit or they leave because they can't get along with certain women. They never have an issue with the guys, you know. I don't know if it's because the guys bother me trying to get that ass. But, I mean, for the most part, hey, if that's what keeps them there, that's what keeps them there. But with guys, we realize, too, we don't care a lot. We don't care a lot at all. We're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Oh, did you know such and such said this about such and such? Yeah, whatever. That's, that's one of the biggest problems with, with people today is, like, people tend to, to, to grow and gravitate towards each other off of gossip. And don't get me wrong, you know what I'm saying, I remember Sheldon from Big Bang Theory said something about gossip one time that had something to do with basically it's it's normal it's a it's a part of it's it's normal when it comes to you know being a part of the aspect of socialization or whatever and it's it's fine to do but at the same time don't get too involved in it because a lot of times gossip is is lies or it's bullshit and um I think when it gets to the point where you're in a a workplace and gossip is the bonding point. It's only it only makes sense for shit to get toxic. And for I know for damn sure some dudes that gossip a lot like like I hate to say it, like some little bitches. And, and, and eventually with that gossip, 
it, it, it always crosses lines and somebody ends up finding something they're not supposed to. Oh, well, girl, guess what such and such said about you? And then that's when the issues boil up. And yeah. that's when that hatred and that was like, oh, well, she said this about me. Well, forget her. And then it's just going at it. And then with guys, it's kind of, well, I'm not going to say it for all guys. I'm just going to speak for myself. Basically. If you don't say it directly to me. It's, not, it's like it didn't even happen. Yeah. It's, it's, you, I don't respect it at all. Yeah. Like, but, if you got some something you need to say to me, you come say it. Because if we, I have something I, I, I got to say to you, I'm going to come say it to you. Like, bro, you're out here messing up. You're making us look bad. I'm going to let you know off muscle so you know how I feel about it. So when you continue to do it, you already know that you're going to have to run my face. Basically. And, uh, and, and I think even with dudes, man, like, when you when you have that type of dude that is a guy that that, that guy spreads rumors or whatever, a lot of times they don't last that long. Like they get moved around because somebody higher up that's probably a dude or whatever sees that shit. And like when well, you talk to the environment, it happens in the NBA, it happens in the NFL, it happens on all levels. Like you don't want a guy being a symbol of bitch assness. You know what I'm saying? Like, move that shit around. You don't want D'Angelo Russell out here. Yeah. You see what happened to D'Angelo Russell. You know what I'm saying? That's really one of the main reasons why he left because you could have definitely worked with Lonto Ball and D'Angelo Russell. It, it, it would have worked. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it is what it is. But when you got, like, guys are more likely to look at that as toxic behavior and try to get rid of it. And we all know, even women know this, it's a lot of fake niggas out there. So, with it being so many fake niggas out there, more than likely, fake niggas going to gravitate towards other fake niggas. Because fake niggas eventually get, you know, extracted from the group of real niggas or solid niggas or solid individuals. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah, I just... And even with empowering men, I just... I, I always think to myself, I mean, low-key, I mean, the only men that really need empowering in America are black men. You know, because low-key, we're at the bottom of the totem pole. But... As men, I mean, do we even really need empowering that much? I mean, most of us walk around like we're the shit. We think we're the shit anyway. So, what's to empower? You know, and not a lot of us trying to fight like a wage gap or even pay attention to a wage gap because a lot of them are struggling anyway, just trying to get a damn job. You know. Right. So, yeah. What was that next one you had? I lost my train of thought. I was going to ask you something, but I forgot. Oh shit! Different. Okay. But um, something I noticed on social media today, I Instagram to be specific. I seen where it was I, I, I took account it was three females and two guys. One female her said single, the other one said team single, and the other one says uh, so, uh something so another formation of single. And then the then the guys they were kind of put um there's like more catchy like like no ring on this hand and and it it all just boiled down to some array of saying that they were single. Mhm. And I feel like saying that you're single in your social media accounts is just asking for attention. Like you're thirsting, you're lusting for attention. When you, if you don't put that up there, it's kind of like you give yourself the option of denying and accepting. Like you still have that option even if you, you do have that up there. But to me, it just seems like you're crying out like, hey, come talk to me. Come talk to me. Come talk to me. I'm single. I'm single. I'm single. Come give me some attention. Come give me some attention. And I think nine times out of ten, you're wanting that attention from one person in particular. That's why you have it single. Uh-huh. It, it might be that ex you just broke up with that you're trying to piss off. Or it might be this, this fish you've been trying to catch for a while. But 
I don't understand why people aren't more direct these days. Like, if you're single and you're out, out there after somebody in particular, why can't you be more direct? Why, why is this bait out here? Just sitting here waiting, single. So, that to, so to me, that, that goes to another direction, okay? When I, personally, me, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I barely read people's captions, let alone read their fucking bios. Just being real with you, dog. Like, bro, mine is one long, incomplete sentence. <laughs> basically, like, like I be sometimes looking at a uh, nice guy cast. Like, I look at his his picture sometimes, and I hope that I get it out of the picture. Because a lot of times, I don't read the caption. And sometimes, I don't read the caption until I realize the comments is probably about the caption. So, I end up going back to the caption like, oh, shit, that's what he said. Or... I'll end up saying something. I end up commenting something and realizing, damn, I missed the whole caption. He like, I said that in the caption. You know, just other, <laughs> I'm like, you're one Shit. of those people. Huh? Yes, yeah, so, and I'm just, I mean, so the hashtag single, um, I mean, obviously you showed me, but on an honest level, like I don't see it enough for it to really catch my eye. So I wonder if that hashtag single is something they're just putting up there because they probably know most motherfuckers like me and they don't probably read that shit. Or it's probably a way of empowering themselves. Probably just feeling like I'm just I'm 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 out here having a good time, hashtag single team single, but I'm out here still living life and still doing good. Like you said, probably shooting that slug at that X, but that's probably how they need to empower themselves. And and like I just said about empowering yourself, it's certain people that just need it. And I feel like for the most part, I mean I hate to say it like this, but it's like usually the people at the bottom of the total pole or the weaker people that just need that empowering because they feel like they're at the bottom. So maybe that's what it is. Like I said, I really wish. So you I'm think, gonna start you think it's more, like a, more like a coping kind of thing? Possibly. Some kind of mechanism? Possibly. It does. But what do people do on fucking social media nowadays that doesn't shout, I want attention? I'm just saying, like, I mean, most of the shit people do nowadays is like they're doing it because the, the 60% of it is subconsciously they're trying to say, hey, look at me. I'm doing this. This is cool. Look at me like this. Like, become into me. And and I can understand that, especially after I did this 30 day, this 30 day music challenge. Like, Congratulations, it, by the way. It, it low key took me 31 days. Damn, I couldn't I, I can do it. Because I was sick that one day. But, bro, it was very tedious and very taxing. And this like, shit was elaborate. I'm like, fuck like that's, shit. that's what I thought I was supposed to do. Like, okay, this is why I picked this song. I mean, some of them I just threw up there because I had to. But this is, I'm like, no, I picked this song for a reason. I'm going to tell you my reasons behind picking these songs and everything like that. And then some days I'm it's like 945 and I was like, fuck, I still got to do this song. And it's like, <sighs> shit tough, man. That's why I applaud you because you post on the No Boundaries podcast on a daily basis. Yeah, I do. It's, it's it's not for me. It's just all about. But I guess that's it's more of a. It's not force. It's like not. You, like, you were like, okay, this is something cool. I want to share it with our listeners and, and stuff like that. See, me, it was it was forced for to me. Extent. It's it's for you, and it's like I'm trying to you know. It's honest. It's like a diary. It's shit hard, bro. But see, like even with the third day challenge, I was like. It was such a part of me. It's like, I really want to put this on like a playlist, put a playlist together and distribute it out. Like, but you know, I put a playlist. You probably together brought back myself. some memories for some people. I, 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 brought I know the Maxwell, the Maxwell hit home for me. I was like, man. Say, bro. I shed a tear. Say, bro. Pretty Wings is probably the best song ever. Bro. Ever. 
That's I still remember the 2009 BET Awards when he just came out and was like, I'm just going to do this brand new song called Pretty Wings and I'm going to drop feathers from the ceiling. And, bro, I'm just sitting here. Uh, Jamie Foxx was the host, bro. I remember this shit like it happened. Man, I'm just sitting here like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. That nigga did that shit, man. That album was nice. Uh, what was it? Playing Possum? Black Summer Nights. Man, he had some shit on there, boy. Yeah. Fistful of Tears? That nigga had some shit on there, bro. For real. <sighs> It was that's why from that point I was like yeah he like Sade he pretty much could just come drop a jewel and leave for twenty five years and what you gonna do and then come back like like what was the last thing we got from Max Maxwell this woman's work I think so that was that was a couple of years later we got a video we got a video or something like we got an album for what from from Maxwell lately. Yeah, at all. Like, I, really I, think we, I think we got something lately. I Probably got like a five-song EP or some shit. Because I know before Prince died, I think he had like an electronic album that was like seven songs or some shit. People really slept on it. Mm-hmm. But hey. But yeah, so I got through that. I'll probably never do anything like that again. I don't blame you. Just because it was just so. Because you didn't get no award at the end. I didn't. You got me saying congratulations to you. That's about it. That's about it. I mean, but I, I, I thoroughly enjoy sharing that with my followers and everything. Like... I felt like it was a piece of me that I really don't give to social media a lot. Oh yeah, definitely. That's that's a that's a good thing. You know, you probably got somebody out there, you know, crushing on you, thinking probably like, not. man, probably I not. never seen this side of Jay. They, they probably looking at me like, damn, he's super emo. Because <sighs> I listen to a lot of emo music. You listen to music that normal people listen to. Everybody has emo moments. It's the truth. This is true. You know, people try to act like they hard all the time. I feel sorry for them. Because <laughs> eventually they go, okay, they go have a stroke. And it is what it is. You got to let that out, huh? You got you to you let that hate go, like you be saying. But um, other than that, man, uh, what was the last one you had, man? I think you had something about, um, yeah, something about relationships, man. I, I really, I oh. felt like we talked about it before, but It's a possibility, it's, but you know. you know. We can we can recap. Always recap. Okay. At what point are you required to apologize for things you didn't do in a relationship, just to just to smooth things over and move forward? Like, at what point do you like? You know what? I'm just gonna eat this L. Man, I guess. Well, if you're not a stubborn person, then it's that's case by case basis. Um, if you're dealing with somebody that you just truly value, then I mean. I guess you'll be taking that L a lot, but for the most part, I kind of feel like, you know, you should never, you know, have to put up with bullshit. Just, you know, you should never compromise without, you know, some type of reciprocation. Like, it should be a balance in there. If you just constantly just, oh, you know, I'm just going to take it, just going to take it. You just sound like most married men out there today. Like, I, 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 I see... Just saying, you know what, I, I, I don't want to argue, I don't want to fight, you know, I was in the wrong, you know, I'll take that. But at the same time, do you want to set that precedence that you're just going to take this L all the time? Yeah, pushover. Like, like I'm point. just going to, yeah, like, you, you you lay something on me, I'm just going to accept it and then just just take it. You're right, and then just take it and just become a whooping boy. You become stew off the hangover is what you become. Mm, and, that's, and that's a no-no, bro. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I mean, but it I, just it just leads to a sense of depression where you're never right, you're always wrong, and not saying that right and wrong are the goals in a relationship, but at the same time, I need to feel like you you value my thoughts, like you value my opinion, you value my stance on on things. It's really that simple, but then again, I guess it's not that simple because it doesn't happen a lot. Like I said, 
sounds like most married men out there. Like, you know, for the most part, I mean, clearly, you know, it happens to women too, but I see a lot of married men out there that's just like, you know, like I said, that was that happy, happy wife, happy life. To me, that's a, that's the that's a symptom for it right there because you're basically on a constant basis putting your happiness in the, you know in the back burner. Like wow, like y'all both should be able to be you know it should be a balance of happiness. It should, it should be equal. You shouldn't have to always compromise because this person is hella sensitive or this person wants to boss you around or you need to stroke this person's ego. It shouldn't be like that. Like you, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to compromise always to avoid conflict. That's crazy, man. Like, walking on eggshells? Who wants to do that? That's why, I mean, honestly, that's why I don't talk to certain people anymore. Because I just kind of feel like if I talk to them, I'm going to say the wrong thing. They're going to probably start crying. Or it's going to bring back some bad memories and blah, blah, blah. So to avoid that, I mean, you just cut. those people are toxic. You just kind of just remove them slowly. See, I wouldn't necessarily say they're toxic because that's just being um, conscious of, of stuff that people's been through. But at the same time, it's like I'm not going to coddle to you in these environments and I'm not going to continue to adjust myself and my living just so you can avoid these things. You're just a nice motherfucker, that's all. I try to be. They're toxic. I try to be. That's why I throw them off a cliff or I burn them. (laughs) Just for the record, he's thrown nobody off any cliffs or burned anybody. (laughs) Nah, I haven't burned anybody yet. But, but, yeah, man, ain't ain't nobody got time for that shit, bro. Like, for real, why? Why is why is my happiness needing to be sacrificed for somebody that's probably temporary anyway? I, I believe both people can be happy. I believe some compromise is necessary. Of course, some. But I can't be the per- only person compromising all the time. And a lot of times, you are not you personally, but you know. Yeah. And I can't speak for everybody, but hey, I've seen it happen too many times to where I'm just like. You got me fucked up. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. This is a touchy subject, man. I can, I, I, I can tell. Like, I can tell. Like, like I'm, not, I'm not doing it. I'm just, I don't know. Do, do you Do you want to move forward? We, I, can, we I, can move forward. I think we should move forward. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's move forward. Move what, backward, move forward. What would you like to talk about? Oh, man. What do I have, man? Um, a nigga Al Sharpton, bro. Just, bro, let me tell you something, man, boss. Let me tell you something, man, real quick. Like, seeing him do what he does kind of makes me and you look bad. Because we not no posted, no selfie-posting-ass niggas. But that nigga out there, bro, he out there all the way. First of all, I don't post a lot of selfies because I don't like my face. He <laughs> Al Sharpton lost weight, and now he think he motherfucking GQ. <laughs> he in dressing rooms. He do a push-up. He in dressing room in a champ's jogging suit, taking selfies. He on his desk doing push-ups. Nigga, and they go going hard, bro. Bro, did you see when he was about to do that one-on-one push-up? He was about to catch a major digital and, L. And he knew it quick, too. He was Dog. Like, no, no, I wasn't ready for that. I'm not ready for that. But do you remember a, a, a thin Al Sharpton? Or do you just this just came out of nowhere to you? I, I It just came out of nowhere. Because I only remember big Al Sharpton. Oh, no. Nah, he been thin for a little minute, though. That's he's been, yeah, he's was, been thin for a while. But I prior to him being thin, like... It pretty pretty solid. Had some, had some weight on him. Yeah, I, I mean... Solid. I, I chose this topic because clearly it's going to go to weight loss and shit, so it's easy for me to talk about that type of shit. I just don't, realistically, I just don't think that he lost that weight naturally. No, I don't you think know, so either. And, and I mean, I, obviously, people aren't really talking about that part. They just pretty much laugh and say, somebody get their uncle. But like me, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm kind of concerned about the fact that, you know, he just looked like he went the liposuction route or he went the route 
of most of these Instagram models and just got some a job done, and all of a sudden you doing you doing crunches and push-ups and talk about squats like. That's not how you got that body. You bought that body. But I, I've I've known people who have, who've had these these lipos and these weight loss surgeries, these stomach staples and everything. Me too. It's a requirement that you work out now. But don't make it seem like that's how you got there. Yeah, like, this once is true. again, like we talked about earlier, like I don't not like I understand there's some women out there that see the women that have the augmented bodies or whatever, and then they they kind of like throw shade. Like you bought that body, and for me. The, the shade is thrown because you actually had people actually working hard to get the body that they feel like they deserve through hard work. And it's just kind of annoying because you see this person that bought their body acting like they they worked hard to get it. Yeah, you worked hard to get the money to get that body, but you didn't work hard physically and put in the labor to, to get that body. And for a, pe- a person or a true athlete or a person that actually goes to the gym, it's kind of offensive. It's like, you know, it's kind of how I feel about the fucking, you know, compromise for some dumb bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. It's, it's it's not right. It shouldn't be done that way. I, I have no quarrels with yeah, it. I'm like, just it, saying. It, it, it's plain and simple right there. And and that's it. Like, you, it shouldn't be done that way. And you get so much more gratification if you are able to do it yourself, to lose that weight. I would think so. Now, see, I used to watch this show on... on uh, Things like TLC or something called My 600 Pound Life. Oh, man. Where these people get so... How do y'all watch those shows? I forget. First of all, I I watch it eating a big-ass cheeseburger. That's what I do. Wow. Because I don't care. Clearly. Second of all, like, like they... They have these excuses. I don't. I don't really call them reasons. I call them excuses because I don't. I hadn't lived their life. So to me, listening to them, they're just excuses to me. There could be reasons to them of how they ended up getting so big and, and all this. Everybody six plus six hundred. And then you'll see some episodes where, there because the doctor requires them to get to a certain weight before it's even safe for him to perform the surgery on. Them. Mm-hmm. And then so some of them, they'll, you know, all right, boom, he want me to start walking every day. He wants me to lift weights. You know, I'm going to do this because I really need. And then some of them just moan and groan and bitch the whole time and Mm-mm. blame other people. Mm-hmm. Well, well, he was he was bringing me this food and, 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 he, and he knew it was too much. You're an adult that's trying to save your own life and you're blaming this person for feeding you. They're an enabler. I'm, don't get me wrong. They're an enabler, but there you have word. you have to look at that plate and be like, I know I'm not supposed to have three pieces of fried chicken on here. Jesus, I know I shouldn't have this whole bucket of mashed potatoes. Like I know I shouldn't have this. I can't. Watch you have shit. to take some accountability, and a lot of them don't take no accountability, and those are the ones that really piss me off because they blame it on every. Like regardless of what happened in your life, you got yourself to this point. Mm-hmm. Like nobody was just running around throwing fat on you, making you get <laughs> like you got yourself to this point. So take some accountability. Take be the change that you want to see in your life. Like take some accountability. And I just can't stand the ones that don't take any accountability. But then you do see the ones that are like boom, I lose, I got, I have the surgery. I'm still losing weight. I'm still losing weight. I go get this excess skin cut off of me. You know who really devote to being a better person to being a healthier person i applaud them but those ones that i'm sitting there watching and they just moaning and groaning while i'm eating my cheeseburger and fries i'm like y'all just got the game messed up because that cheeseburger and fry you eating trust me they ate 11 or 12 of them in one sitting 
That's crazy. It's Homer Simpson shit right there. Not even, not even chewing, just swallowing. I'm not gonna lie to you though. Some of them look real gross because they'll get like those skin disorders and stuff. And, and then that's I really can't eat during those. Like the bed scars and shit. Yeah, I really can't eat during those. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you a nasty ass nigga if you can sit there and eat watching that shit, bro. I mean, but some of them is just like, yeah, whatever. But then some of them they have that extra shit going. I was like, yeah, I can't eat. I can't. Mm-hmm. Eat I can't watch a lot of those documentaries. They just they're just too real sometimes. Like I can't even watch hoarders, bro. Like I feel sorry for them. Horror just makes me feel dirty. Yeah, like you just know? really, like, really dirty. Lee, man, like, ugh. but yeah, where my mind is at right now, I just kind of feel like America needs a hug, bro. Because we still, it's 2017 since we started this show, bro. We still been going through like the same old bullshit. People watching fights online. People watching death online. People, um, People just still rioting. People still protesting the same crazy shit. People still hate Trump. People still love Hillary. People just living in their own delusions. And like I said, man, I just think that, you know, when I really just sit back and think about it, bro, it's like, do we really want peace? Or do or are we like, do we crave the negativity that we, you know, we see on Facebook, Instagram, and all that shit? Like, it's just, it's just crazy to me. Because um, I... I didn't watch the Philando Cash deal murder. Like I seen the shit was on Snapchat, Instagram, and Facebook, and I it was just weird to me because I'm like, I know people they know that this man is gone, and they know how he they know how he was taken away from us, but they feel still they still feel that it's necessary to relive that or to make people that were probably close to him relive that, and I just kind of feel like we live in a world that you know. It, love needs to be spread a lot more than it's being spread, bro. Like, literally, everything that is coming across your timeline now is either somebody being fucked up towards somebody else, somebody being like a, a silly type of funny, but it probably still hurts somebody else's feelings, or it's just some violence, bro. I seen a fucking, um, uh, it was one of those classic uh, fucking uh, protest signs. It was like, um, I don't even I'm not even fighting for anything I'm just here for the violence and I'm just like bro like that's really what it feel like people log on to Instagram Snapchat Facebook whatever for like they're just here to come through and fuck shit up the most positive thing I've seen on social media this week is that Chance the Rapper had um, sign language interpreters at his concert oh and that's he, dope that's and dope. he was like paying paying for them to sit close to the stage where they can see the interpreter so they can actually enjoy his concert yeah, yeah, like that's the most positive thing I've seen on social media all week. You know, we try to post shit on our page to make people laugh. Like, we try to you know sprinkle a little that positivity. Try on the to, topic. man, but there's so much negativity out there. You know, like I was I was talking to somebody today, and like I realized I have a I have an issue. I like to assume things. I like to make guesses. I like to make educated guesses. It's fun. You I never do, you do like to make some assumptions, but I never make assumptions that are negative. This okay. I never, I'll give you that. I'll never say, oh, that nigga died, huh? Well, hold on. If a nigga like I've done that before with Ed or somebody, well, but you well, know not I mean. literally, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. Like, but like for the most part, I just be like, you know, hey, you know, that person's from here. Oh, that person likes this color because I like to try to like try to figure out people before I actually ask them too many words because it's just fun to me, and I'm a fan of Sherlock. So he was like one of the masters of being able to, you know, what I'm saying deduct some shit and get something out of you. So I just have a a fun thing when it comes. I think it's fun to to make assumptions sometimes cuz to me they're educated guesses. And I just bring that up just to say that, you know, no matter what 
there is always a way to approach things in a positive light. Like you don't always have to come from a negative angle. And I remember one time we were talking about how certain people's intuitions usually only lead to negativity. <laughs> yeah. But it's 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 around the world it's heralded as oh their intuition is the best. But it's like how many people out there that actually have been through life can't really get that gut feeling of something about yeah, to go this, wrong. This, this, it's this, not this, really this that hard. Should feel. You know, like you know, it it really is not that hard for the mind to to trickle back and say, hey something negative is about to happen but it's so hard it seems like it's so hard for the mind to like fully embrace and be aware that a positive moment is about to happen i mean i tell people all the time that you know my life isn't the best right now at all but it's like you know what i'm gonna enjoy the good moments because that's really all that matters exactly like there are people out there bro that literally live miserable lives every day and that's all they focus on so if they see you doing decent, they're going to wish hell on you, you know? And that's part of the reason why I'm not out there getting my eyes sharpened on because I don't feel it's necessary for people to see every angle of my life because I, I don't want to feel that, um, that, that weight of hate come in my direction. So a lot of things I do, it's very limited, you know. And that, and that's 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 something I see a lot with with people who have their relationships out there. There's people hating and plotting and waiting. It's like, oh yeah, she they wanted to she fail. Can't, she can't keep a man. I know this ain't gonna last long. Exactly. I know this is gonna be over soon. But they bring it on themselves because you're out there. You know, you about to get married or you just got into a good relationship and you constantly putting it out there and all you're doing is welcoming hate. You're opening the door for hate. Yeah, I. I I applaud your confidence. I'm glad you're thinking, you know, it's, it's a law of attraction type thing. But you need to understand something. The more and more people open these doors for people to see the greatness that they have going on, man, that, that satanic, those lucifers, those little demons are going to come through trying to fuck shit up. And like you said, how you separate yourself from negative people. You know you have these negative people out there waiting. You on know you. it. You know who no they are. No matter how small you are. You know who they are and they're waiting on you. And yet you keep them around or they keep themselves around, however it may go, however they continue to watch you, or what is what does it say? Um I think I see it on Instagram all the time. It's like, you know, they may not be liking your pictures, but best believe they lurking or whatever. Lurking all the they time. They out there the waiting to see are, they're waiting to see you No fail. matter how unimportant or irrelevant you think you are. There's somebody out there lurking on you, thinking that your life is the shit, and they want to either ruin it, be a part of it, or just throw salt on it. It's just like, they pray and pray on my downfall, but every time I hit the ground, I bounce up like round ball. See, I don't want to have to kill sound ball. Don't want to have to cock pack that 40-pound bar. Look, nephew, I got, look, scrap, I got nephews to look after. I'm not looking at you dudes. I'm looking patch. No? Where's love? Hard city? Blueprint? No? no? I'm looking at you like you're crazy right now because you start smiling before you did I know, because, because you, laid know, it, you laid it in. I was like, boom, there it is. I, I know didn't know coming. whether I had something on my face coming. or I said something stupid, but that fucking smirk before Jay-Z lied. Mm-hmm. You opened the door. One you day, opened the door. One and day I, I thought did. I wasn't going to get it in this episode. You opened the door. That's 100% my fault. 100% your fault. God. I gotta do better, man. And I applaud you for that. God. Where we at, man? Hot take. Not even a hot take. It's something I've been thinking about a lot. Is Tupac really 
the revolutionary that we build him up to be? Or is it just a point in time when he existed? Because a lot of, uh, you'll see a lot, man. Tupac wouldn't do this. Tupac wouldn't put up with that. Tupac wouldn't do this. Tupac with that. Like, you talk about Tupac like he was he was a Martin or a Malcolm. But at the same time, I look at, at Cap as more of a modern-day Martin or Malcolm. And, I I mean, Tupac might may have been ahead of his time, but is he really on the pedestal that we're putting him on? I mean, me personally, like, you know, people ask me why I didn't go watch the movie, but, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, if I was alive for most of Tupac's career. I was alive for all of Tupac's career. Um, pretty, I mean, to me, it's equivalent to my son being able to see Lil Wayne's career or seeing Pharrell in his primes or whatever. Like, I saw Tupac's career. I heard the rumors. I, I saw the stories, you know. When he died, I think I remember where I was. But either way it goes, for me... To see Tupac being put on the pedestal that he's put on is not really surprising because at that time, he was on that pedestal. So I can actually say that for real, for real, he was that nigga to a sense where you got to understand that I want to say four or five years after he died, you you already had movies or or other individuals that was coming along that were already being compared to him within a couple of years later. So his movement and his words were that powerful. And like I say, I really would put him on the same bar as Bob Marley because a lot of times while he was alive, people kind of ignored what he said and only focused on the music. But then when he passed away, you could kind of go grab his his you know his catalog and 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 put drop you know, just drop roll the acapella and listen to what he's saying and Tupac was it was what he was doing he was being a revolutionary at the time so all it is is people are holding on to it so much similar to how people hold on to Michael Jordan's greatness and don't want to let it go they don't want to give LeBron the torch they didn't want to give Kobe the torch because they want to hold on to the good times so much. And another thing people fail to realize is, me and you sit right here right now, we're just as old as hip-hop. Yeah. You know, so, when and I say that to say that you have to understand that hip-hop is not that old. So, for the most part, that is the golden age. And in the golden age, he did something that was actually original and new. Because before him... I mean, really, before him or sort of aligned with him, he had NWA. But then before that, it pretty much was beat bop rap and, and talking about silly shit. So when it comes to being a revolutionary, he's one of the first ones. And you already know how it goes when you're one of the first ones. You're going to be heralded as one of the best. Like, in all honesty, Eminem is where he, at was because, is, where he is because he was the best white rapper. But then not only being the best white rapper, he was one of the best rappers, period. So it's going to always be hard for another white rapper to come through and take his throne. It's going to be hard for a lot of rappers to come through and take the throne of a, of a, of a nigga that's talking about dope in a, in a fly-ass way from Brooklyn. Or, you know, it's going to be hard. So Jay-Z's always going to have that throne. And you know why? Because hip-hop is not that old. It's, well, by the time Jay-Z took over, hip-hop was, what, 13 years old? 14 years old? If that. You know, and people don't ever and, think and, and about that. And he was there from, from the jump, too. Exactly. He was, man, he, Jay-Z came when hip-hop was maybe five years old. Yeah, he was jazzy. Him, him jazz-o. Like, you know, and people don't ever think about You're listening to a pioneer. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not Rock Kim and them, but once again, the pioneers of this art are still alive. And he's not, it's not like he's <laughs> far behind Rock Kim, Rock Kim and them. Exactly. Like, but when you think about pioneers of country or pioneers of rock, a lot of them are dead. Because rock and, uh, and country, man, that shit is old. Jazz is old. Blues is old. But hip hop, it's fairly new. So people always step over that, that fact that, I mean, it hasn't even really it hasn't reached a, it hasn't reached a century yet or I mean it's a couple of decades or a few decades old so people got to understand why it's kind of hard for people to say man I don't see how y'all listen to this new shit yeah because just 10 years ago when it wasn't that old you were thinking okay shit is just getting good now and all of a sudden it's already getting to the point where it's kind of garbage it's kind of suspect like we were there in the beginning and it's to see where it's going. It's pretty scary. And I talk to my white homeboys. You know, they, they tell me about old rock. And then they look at this new rock. And they're like, bro, like, you're not finna have Nirvana's, Metallica's, and, you know, Rolling Stones anymore. You're finna have this popcorn bullshit. You're gonna have your... It's pretty much pop now. And it's scary. And they even see. say that with new country and old country as well. Yeah, like, you had you had Garth Brooks to Taylor to Taylor Swift. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Or Taylor Swift's not country. That's where she dominated. She dominated, she dominated the CMA. She's got to be pop. Bruh, I'm telling you, it took years. I would say 40, 50 years before country music has got to where it's gotten to now. Hip-hop is already getting there in 30 years. That's crazy. It's almost like it fast-forwarded to garbage. Like So basically, you look at music and you know the garbage time is going to come. But hip-hop just came so fast. So to come back to the question of, is Tupac really... Is he on a pedestal that he should be on? Technically, yes, because not only is he one of the pioneers, but he was a pioneer of something that he was the originator of something, and that was really talking about shit that that got him killed. You mm-hmm. know, nigga, a lot of niggas are talking about this shit now, but it ain't getting him killed because it, it's not as powerful no more. You're not really risking nothing no more. You got. You, you, got, these you, got blood, you got you got bloods and cribs claiming sets and everything and they on a track together. Come on. You know, it's not it's not as powerful no more because when Tupac did it, he literally was risking it all. Now these niggas are just doing it because it's sort of a trend. Just saying. Yeah, good point. Good point. The thing I like about this show the most is, besides the fact that I'm on it, is that it uh it, it, it makes you think. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, you know, the only time I'm ever having an in-depth conversation with somebody is you know, talk to a female or something or somebody new and I'm just really just trying to pick their brain but for the most part you know what I'm saying you know and then this is raw and cut. that's why you don't need to cut the dead air but hey you want to cut the dead air cut the dead air you got words of advice or I need to go first you can go ahead and go first uh, I guess I'll go back to what I was saying uh, earlier about um, using gossip as a bonding tool I just kind of feel like, you know, in this day and age that we live in now, you know, gossiping, starting rumors, that's so 11th grade, 12th grade. And um, there are other ways to have conversations. And not only are there other ways to have conversations, there is there are so many other ways to get to know a person rather than giving them the latest tea. We don't all need the latest tea. <laughs> Sometimes... We need motivation. Sometimes, you know, some motherfuckers just want to just be around like-minded people and talk about something that actually matters and is actually going to make them want to do something better for their lives rather than talking about 
Al Sharpton or talking about, you know, Philando Castile. Like, I hate to say that, but at the end of the day, like, Philando Castile, he's gone. We can't bring him back. And no matter how much we, we talk about how angry we are and how, how much we fuck the police or whatever like that, it ain't going to matter. Like, let's focus on that does matter. And I think I think I think they can put having that mentality and spreading that mentality eventually it will push us to a better place. But right now, boy, I'm telling you, dog, America is on some other shit. This whole world is on some other shit. I'm still shocked at what happened in Georgia. You know what happened in Georgia, right? No, what happened in Georgia? With the um God dang, I forgot her name, but uh also Ossoff, Ossoff, he lost the election. Like basically a Republican is is in a very important seat in Georgia right now, mm-hmm. and like I, I kept seeing. I remember seeing, the lead up to it. Yeah, and I kept seeing. And I was like, "Damn, you know, Georgia's pretty liberal," but it's just the ideal of the. It's just it's just letting you know slowly that there's you thought that this country was going in such a liberal direction when Obama was in, but then Republicans are still sort of dominating, even when the clown, quote unquote, the clown Trump is in office, but Republicans are still. They still have an edge right now, and it's weird because their leader isn't all that sharp. So, therefore, on the other side, they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. It's either hate is winning and love is losing, or stupidity is just dominating this country. I don't know. But that, that's just me. Let, me. let me let you have the floor. That's all I got. Uh, my words of advice, uh, be careful of those who only talk to you when they're bored. It's something about it's something about the authenticity of somebody that talks to you at two a.m. and somebody that talks to you at two p.m. and they talk to you the exact same way. You got to pay attention to those people because they value you and your time. You're not just there to pass the time in their lives. They actually value and care about what's going on with you. And you gotta you gotta identify those people early because once those people are gone, you're gonna miss them. So just take inventory of the people that are around you, and it's it's, it's crazy how how somebody will, will hit you with the with the you woke at four o'clock in the morning because they want something from you, but then at two o'clock in the afternoon you say you hit them with the hey how's your day and you don't hear nothing back from them at all. Damn, people are some users, boy. Parasites. Yeah. In the yeah. truest form. Yeah. Damn. Well, R.I.P. Prodigy. I know him as P. Cause we were close like that. That was my boy. Okay. <laughs> R.I.P. Adam West. Forgot to say that oh, last time. Yeah, I forgot. That, that was really that. my boy right there, man. I, I feel, remember why. I remember watching that old man. man. I but the, the funniest thing about Adam West to me was Family Guy. Yeah. That nigga is hilarious on <laughs> Family Guy, but you know, I don't really like talking about death like that. But you know how that goes. Death is it's inevitable. It's part of life. Yeah, that's one thing we all have in common. We are going to be buried six feet deep. But we act like that's not going to happen, though. Bro, look, the thing about death that really gets me is that, and it doesn't really get me, but it, the thing that really makes me think is that, you know, even after you're gone, there's going to be a point in the time where you're thought of one last time or your name is mentioned one last time Poof, before gone. it's not mentioned ever again. Mm-hmm. That's that's why so many people are fighting to be remembered now. They want their name to live on forever. But you got to leave your legacy. How pointless is that? I mean, after I'm gone, it's pretty I'm not depressive. Care. Exactly, it's pretty. I'm not it's care. pretty depressive, but the truth is, I mean, you're going. I don't. Yeah, we're talking about Michael Jackson right now, but 
It'll, it'll come. It'll come a day in time when well, his word, his the name, his name is gonna be said one last time. Then poof, not gonna be remembered anymore. Pretty depressing. But hey, hey sprinkle some positivity on, on top of that, real quick. Uh, man, get your Al Sharpton push-ups on. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thanks for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization. People have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?